Under the City of Lights resides one of the most mysterious burial grounds that is now the resting place of over six million people. How far can we go after stepping through the gates of hell before we become lost to the labyrinth? Let's find out as we investigate the catacombs of Paris. So pull up a chair, join the circle. Let's introduce ourselves in this weekly meeting of Alcoholic Anomalies. I'm your host, Jason Sparks. Hi, Jason. And as always, I'm joined by my co-star, the man behind the stand, Bobby Strickland. Hi, I'm Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Brandon. Who's Brandon? Never met him. (laughs) Don't even know. Brandon. Brandon. So, Bobby, any initial thoughts on the Catacombs of Paris? Again, third time's a charm. Uh, (laughs) Third time's a charm, baby. Know a little bit more about this than I did first time we were recording this and definitely the second time but um (laughs) the first time it was a loss to you let's be honest here (laughs) yeah there's a reason we had to record a second time and it wasn't due to audio issues like the second time well it's a long day (laughs) (laughs) it's what they all say buddy (laughs) so the catacombs of paris spans five stories deep and over a hundred square feet the catacombs were utilized in the late 1700s to prevent the collapse of the old quarries and mines surrounding the city, and to also help with health concerns that were rising from the overflowing cemeteries of Paris. The cemeteries were overflowing, causing health issues. It was said that as graves were being dug in the city, that human bones were being found highly shallow into the soil. So I just think, you know, at that time frame, living in Paris and everything, it's not a great time to be a grave digger. I mean, from what I've heard about Paris, when is it ever really a good time to live in Paris? <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's a prime tourist spot, but I mean, let's, I, I don't know that many people who've been to Paris and said they wanted to stay in Paris, but that's neither here mm-hmm. nor there. Uh, it's just a little dirty. He's a little dirty. As 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 Americans, not uh, have, have not heard the best stories about the the visitation of Paris. But <laughs> so, as I previously stated, the cemeteries were overflowing, causing health issues. So, to touch on the issues that were rising from the cemet- the overflowing cemeteries, to f- to fix the issues that perplexed the city, French authorities prevented the use of local mines and quarries, and had the cemeteries emptied. And the remains moved to cave systems below the cities. Yeah, last year my elbow just popped. It's probably not. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts so bad. I'm keeping it in, <laughs> keeping in Bobby's pain. It's like hmm, all these catacombs, and you're dead. <laughs> and there goes there goes one of Bobby's bones. We can add to the, the, the catacombs. Real, that hurt. God. I'll uh, I'll engrave it and everything for whenever we go to visit. <laughs> Here lies. His spirits. <laughs> his he, joints are gone. He's, he's not dead yet, but his spirit left him that night. <laughs> Whenever that bone popped, that was it. That was game it. over. It's game over, man. It's game, game over. <laughs> so the bones were thrown into the query with no rhyme or reason, where eventually they were rearranged in the early 1800s to serve as a mausoleum. The bones were used to cover the walls and put in a unique configuration in a decorative manner. Well, no wonder it's haunted. I mean, if your body was laying there and you're like, you know what? I'll hang your skull right here. Yeah. You know? It's like, you know what? We're going to put your skull there. 
your arm about 10 feet away, and then your leg, you know, above your head. Yeah. And no, no. Like, yeah. You know, if it's if it's there, you should leave it. You know, don't touch it. Absolutely. You know, you you've already dug me up once, and you and you threw me in a, a me and a bunch of other bones. You know, in some cave, and then you come in and you put me as decorations on your mantle. Basically, I'm, I I don't think as a spirit I'm gonna be too happy about that. As one should be. <laughs> as one should be. So for the most part, like the arms and the legs the bones that reside within those uh your limbs were basically reside along the walls and then your skull is used in a decorative manner either as essentially crown molding for the bones or (laughs) exactly exactly maybe that's where crown molding came i don't know that for certain well Time to do some research. I was about to say that's a, that's a good research piece we're gonna have to do. That's some good follow up right after that from this episode. Catacombs. Is that Somebody put it in the Q and A. Please, please let us cover that in episode nine or eight, whichever Q and A episode is gonna be. You know, it's it's out there. It, it's gonna be one of them, one of the two. But even two that the 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 skulls were put some in like almost a cross like fixture, not like the Christianity cross, but like the plus sign cross. This bone, this, this bone, bone, you get a human. <laughs> <laughs> great, great math by uh, the, the, the architects. That it's like you take the ribs, the spine, the arm, right here, plus the legs, the pelvis, everything else. You, and then you get the human. You get the human. You get the human anatomy. <laughs> You know, Bobby, that, that's kind of an interesting point you brought up. From, like, the pictures of the catacombs, really, I can only discern, like, like like I previously stated, the, the bones within your arms and your legs. You don't really see anything of, like, the spine or the ribs. It's kind of an interesting thing. That's a... That's not cannibalism. Maybe they could... Uh, <laughs> I don't think there was any meat on those bones. I mean, maybe making bone broth. I don't know. It's neither here nor there, I guess. But I mean... If you go to like, so this is gonna get dark here real quick. <laughs> hey, let's 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 dive down this tunnel. So if you used to take the sternum, mm-hmm. you basically cut the ribs okay. like right there at the sternum. Absolutely. And then you just fold it out, mm-hmm. sternum out. You do the same thing at the spine. Mm-hmm. But then let's say I feel like the deer hunter in you is coming out right now. That's where I'm going. <laughs> That's where I'm going with it. You take the ribs. Kind of fan them out, uh-huh. and you either glue it or you like bind it together. With the sternum, the other side you do with the spine. Yeah, you have a set of rattlers right there, calling <laughs> them the just <laughs> rattlers. You, you're thinking these guys literally took people's ribs and made rattlers out of them. I mean, we are in the, like the old age. I agree. So they had to hunt for food. I mean, just go ahead and rattle you in a good old deer, you know, good old animal. <laughs> I mean, I can't definitively say that you're wrong, that that didn't happen, so, I mean. I mean, it is a stretch, but, you know. It, it, it's a stretch that I cannot disprove, you know, so. But if I've had this thought, you know, some other people have had this thought. Oh, and, and more than likely people at the time had this thought. I mean, that's know? why I never get, like, upset about some thoughts I have, because I'm like, you know, somebody else probably has thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> 
diving into the dark dark mind of Bobby Strickland. <laughs> and you find out nobody else had this thought, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and we get a lot of responses on that episode saying, no one has ever thought this once. You're a psychopath. You're a psychopath. Yep. You need to go to a, uh, an asylum there, Bobby. Uh, you know, it's either here or there, you know? <laughs> it might be here or there, because I'm in the room with you. I'm a little concerned now. Dun-dun. dun <laughs> <laughs> Look, we have the peanut gallery as my uh, my witness. Um, so, in comparison to the cave systems, the actual mausoleum takes up a very small portion of the labyrinth. As stated in the beginning of the episode, the name of the entrance to the catacombs is termed the Gates to Hell. Bobby, do you think you're going to walk through this quote-unquote gateway to hell? I'll give you an extra push for you. I'll, I'll <laughs> stay right there. I might close the gate right there behind you too. Like, All right, buddy, you got this one. So, so I'm gonna make sure that me and you are tied off with ropes to each other. So whenever you push me, you're pulling yourself. So. And I pull that gate. I mean, I'm sure I'm trying to find somebody closer than knife. Hey, as as we learned from the the axe murder house, don't bring knives to, to haunted locations, Bobby. Well, you know. Outwards, you know. Okay, that sounds awful. <laughs> are you talking about the rope or are you talking about me? Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll know it when the moment comes. <laughs> so to dive into some of the supernatural, in the 1990s, a group of explorers known as cataphiles, uh, I'll go in precipice that, you know. It's not pedophiles. It, it's not pedophiles, it's cataphiles. I think they could have came up with a better name, but that's just me personally speaking. Um, <laughs> it's all a big misunderstanding. <laughs> or it's just like a uh, smoke and mirrors type thing. <laughs> okay, okay. You know, they, you know, they got the files part right. <laughs> <laughs> they just said, like, oh yeah, we're cataphiles. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they went on on like Urban Dictionary and were like just looking for words and they're like that works let's let's roll with this. No, what is it the uh, the random like rap name whatever generator that you do like how fast one got his like yeah, yeah here we go uh, catacombs and pedophiles together. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think they put pedophiles in the generator or at least I hope they didn't. But By then, catacombs interest in something sure <laughs> that's that's I, it's not children hope <laughs> they, they should press pissed on that hopefully it's not children but as i was talking about in the 1990s a group of explorers happened upon a video recorder where the footage from said recorder made its way to the internet the footage shows someone exploring through the catacombs where eerie and unexplainable noises can be heard as this <laughs> Luckily, luckily, one no uh, Friday Thirteenth noises. Um, as this individual kept exploring, they appear to become lost and paranoid. The man eventually drops his camera, and the footage ends shortly after. The man was never identified, and it is believed that the movie As Above, So Below was inspired by this event. See, I was going for the Jason Voorhees Friday Thirteenth like noise. I was going for the, uh, the old cheer where it's like, uh, hey, it's getting hot in here, in this atmosphere. Boy, boy, boy. I mean, you can't tell me that if you were going to a dark place, 
and you just see some little figures doing that, you wouldn't run out. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell you wouldn't. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I might, you know, be like, yeah, I got my own, like, cheerleading squad or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like, they're cheering me on. Keep going. D, D, defense. D, D, defense. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to have to defend myself from these demons coming along. <laughs> that D is actually not for defense. It's for demon. D, D, demons. D, D, demons. Yeah, I think once I hear that, I think I'm going to go ahead and get the hell on and out of there. Well, see, I think that might be like, you know, they talk about your personal, your own personal hell. Mm-hmm. I feel like that might be yours, though. If you just heard like, a little girl going, Ooh, it's getting hot in here. And this atmosphere. You know, I think you just heard that over and over and over again. Yeah, Bobby, I'm not even going to let her finish that first part of that chant <laughs> yeah. before I just get the hell on out of there. Or she's like, it's getting hot in here. Yeah, it is. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Hope I found my way back out. My, my, my blood has gone cold at this point, and, uh, <laughs> I, but I am sweating profusely, and I am making my way towards the exit. Making my way out of here, walking fast. Bones are passing in my homebound. Oh, God. <laughs> We're going to have our own parody song after our visit to the catacombs. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to extrapolate on the nerd inside of me, Bobby. I'm going to go off Minecraft rules. I'm going to make sure to drop little glow sticks on the right hand of our walkways. <laughs> like putting the torch on the right hand side of the cave and everything. That's what I'm going to do the entire time. So if I come across where I think it's a narrow pathway and I see glow sticks on the left hand side, I'm going to be a little jumpy at that. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. And I see you, da-na-na-na-na, and I don't need you, da-na-na-na, <laughs> and now I wonder how fast I can get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to follow uh, Bstrick68 on SoundCloud. Um. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Make my way to the top. <laughs> out of the catacombs. <laughs> Five stories to the surface, out of the catacombs. First album by Bstrick68. <laughs> Out of depths. <laughs> <laughs> that cover up photo is gonna have you like posed up in front of the gates of hell. Like, it's just me, just it's me, your if, boy. It's your boy. <laughs> Coming at you live. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Cheese. <laughs> but to, to expand a little bit on the movie as above, so below. So the movie depicts a group of explorers who travel into the catacombs when the supernatural starts to take its toll on the group. This is loosely based on the belief that the catacombs are able to bring out one's personal demons. This could, however, be explained by one diving into madness. So that could also be like like the room, like the quietest room in the mm-hmm. world where I can actually like hear the blood like start going through your body. Yeah. I feel like that make you know what I'm saying too. So if it's like that quiet down there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, again, your mind's going to start playing tricks on you. Because, like, I remember seeing so yeah, a guy that tried to spend 24 hours in there. And I think he said after, like, 20 minutes, he started hearing, like, voices and stuff. And oh, like, 100%. He thought somebody was in there with him. Mm-hmm. And it's literally him by himself in this huge room. Yeah, this huge room that is literally just covered in soundproofing, you know, state-of-the-art. That, Like you said, you can only hear your own blood circulating. Yeah. Um, but it's... I, I don't know if to this day astronauts still go through that training but i remember in the early stages of space exploration that astronaut candidates would have to sit in a very similar room 
and they would be told you're going to be here for either one day or seven days. You were not disclosed the amount of time you're going to be in there. And you were never told at what point in time you were at sitting in that room. You were also given tests to essentially state, you know, your, your mental capacity at the time. But I mean, I, I think that would drive me into madness, especially if I was sitting in that room for seven whole days. Like, did they feed him anything during that time? Like, they just sitting there. For my understanding, they were given astronaut food to survive off of. Ration it out. Ration it out. Figure it out. <laughs> you, you potentially have seven days in this. this... Here's you some popcorn. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> Here's you some popcorn and dehydrated ice cream sandwiches. Have at it. <laughs> no water whatsoever. No water. You'll pee on yourself. <laughs> We're, we're finally going to take a note from the Russians and use pencils instead of trying to figure out how to make a pen work in space. Mm, yeah. <laughs> the ink. God, the ink. How do we make ink not be sensitive to gravity? <laughs> use a freaking pencil. Wait, guys. You made me ink. You made me ink. <gasps> Bobby, you touched the butt. <laughs> <laughs> To, to kind of touch on on what you talked about earlier you know having that personal hell i think the catacombs is more than likely a personal hell for a lot of people who don't believe at the time that they are hypersensitive to enclosed spaces and everything until you're in that space to where it's super tight super cramped and you can't see your hand in front of your face and like you said it's so quiet you can probably hear your own blood circulating yeah, just imagine going through, just hear all these different voices from like each body you go by. It's like, oh, oh, absolutely. Frick. Yeah. No. Each step's a different voice. Like, nah, mm -hmm. I'm good. I'm I'll be a... trying to find the one that goes. Trying to find that one. So, or. So if you find that one, Bobby, is, is that going to be like your pep talk to keep going? Like. I think once I found that, it's like, yep, there's, there's the end. And for me I'm to done. run right back out. And I made five steps in, I found <laughs> what I was looking for, and I'm done. Yeah, I mean, don't go, uh, as long as you keep going if you found what you need. <laughs> you, know? you go to your store, go in there for like a, a gallon of milk, you find it, yeah, I'll go over here and look at, you know, some ice cream. I'll, I'll do that. You know? <laughs> no, no, you came here with what, what you need. Get the freak out. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't spend that extra money. Yeah. Don't don't write that check that your ass can't cash. Exactly. Don't go bankrupt. <laughs> Just get the milk for and, your cereal. And skedaddle. Get Skip and daddle. <laughs> Kids can't be here no more. <laughs> so the ghost of Philibert Aspirect was a doorman of a local hospital who ventured into the catacombs and came lost to it after his candle blew out. His body was discovered years later that was identified by the keychain he had that was to the local hospital. So you did say it blown out. You didn't say the wind like blew it out. You said it was blown out. Yeah, it was blown out. Potentially, like you said, pirate booty more ways than one, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but the legend does state that if you visit his resting place that is now residing within the catacombs and light a candle, that Philibert will blow it out. Go go on, Bobby. I know you have something to say there. I was going to start swinging. <laughs> Maybe it's like scandal to things, you know? I don't know. Just you, start swinging you, on somebody. You, you, you think Philbert may have been in a little BDSM, you know? 
Jeez, so that's what those uh, skulls are on the wall are. No, oh, no. It's a dungeon. <laughs> it's a dungeon. We're, we're undiscovering the mystery. We haven't even visited the place. We figured it out, though. <laughs> so there is also a legend called Voices of Midnight. If you find yourself in the catacombs at midnight, the voices in the walls will begin to speak to you in an attempt to convince you to explore deeper into the catacombs where you will become lost to them. I hear voices in my head. They talk to me. They understand. <laughs> they talk to me. <laughs> so I think this goes back to, you know, how, how many steps you've taken in before you hear the voices behind me. If I hear them from the gate, Hey, you got it. <laughs> out. Steps up the gate. There could be somebody just across the way, you know, <laughs> saying hey to a neighbor. Hey! Yeah, I know. That's all I need to hear. Yeah, there could be some, you know, explorers already down in the catacombs. And you could probably physically see them. You hear them talking. You're like, nope, that's ghosts. I'm, I'm yeah, good. Yeah, no. They don't come too much. No, no. <laughs> I know that's not what they said. No. Mm. Nope, nope. They... They're, 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 they're not speaking a language I understand. Bobby, we're in France. Nope, I'm good. We're, we're, we're exiting. <laughs> exactly. We out. Wee <laughs> <laughs> oui, wee, oui, Bobby. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Hopping back up into the mystery van and we're low now. snacks. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially uh, alcoholic anomaly's shortest investigation to the catacombs <laughs> of, of Paris. We made it to the gate and that was it. So much for uh, that plane ticket over. But we did talk about this to the first two times we tried to record this. Um, if at first you don't succeed, try and try again, but Try and try again. But how many people do you think actually go down there, get so comfortable, to the top of this, get so comfortable with not getting anything, they just keep going to the point where they get lost? Oh, I mean, it, it has to be within the hundreds because there are over thousands of individuals who visit the catacombs of Paris every year. Because like I said, I mean, we've talked about it too, like going to any place, like just getting so comfortable that you start trying to, like... Antagonize. Yeah, basically. So you get in there, it's like, yeah, that's what happened. We'll keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Until they get to this core of the earth, <laughs> basically. And I'm lost. And it's gone. And it's gone. And I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's going to be my thoughts. And I'm gone. No one's ever going to find me. If they do find me, no one's going to find them. Like, yeah. Jump a rope. <laughs> jump a rope. Yeah, I'm going to bring like thousands of feet worth of rope, like more than my body weight, just lugging it through the catacombs. Like. So how many people actually went all the way down? Um. So there is mappings of the interior of the catacombs to an extent. I will say because it is such a maze once you get past the mausoleum whenever you start diving into just the old cave and query systems it does become just a, essentially a labyrinth and so to definitively state that there is a 100% accurate map I don't think you could say there was one and even two if you're five stories deep into the ground and you just have this map Who's to say you're going to be able to find anything? Because all these cave systems the map, look... The map will tell you that. Well, yes. But <laughs> these these cave, cave systems, you know, nothing is identifiable except for these walls you're passing. Unless there's any marker on them. I mean, who's to say you know where you're going? Yeah. You might think you're heading on the way out. You're probably heading deeper in. Mm -hmm. With the gap. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but Bobby... Uh, 
before we close it out, I'll leave you for any closing remarks. Kirkham's bad. <laughs> Are we going to visit? Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be a very expensive trip. I'm, I'm going to have to get my workouts in so I can try and do my best to strong arm Bobby into to walking down in the catacombs. Because it's going to be tough. Like, Let me just go ahead and get that stiff arm right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Derek Henry, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be in the gym working out, and Bobby's just going to be practicing the stiff arm. That's all he's going to be doing. Until Heisman, he's pose. Heisman pose. Heisman, Heisman pose. pose. <laughs> <laughs> That's my whole workout. Yeah. Make, yeah. make it in the Heisman house this year. Go <laughs> I'm going to him. I'm I'm be bunk beds with Baker Mayfield. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, super creepy place. I don't even want to see pictures of it. I don't even want to know what it looks like. Oh, I'm absolutely sure. Like how about. how I think the catacombs look like is if you're in the middle of Paris, there's just like a deep hole that goes straight down, and it's just <laughs> gated all the way around, and one way to get in. It's just stairs going in with just like little holes here and there. I'm like spotty's laying there. <laughs> that's how I'm looking at it. That's how I'm imagining. I want to see if it's anything else. That's I mean, you're not you're not far off, but honestly, it's probably worse. <laughs> like, oh sweet, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Does it have a big sign that says catacombs on it? Uh, I think the gateway literally says the gateway to hell, but I could be wrong. Oh sweet, yeah. even better. Yeah, even you know, better. yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> I will watch you from afar. Have you some? Coffee, you know, maybe some escargot. Oh, you got it. So, so you're in a cafe. I'm gonna be five stories deep exploring. Fighting for your life. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Trying to call you with no signal, freaking the hell out. Text works better. <laughs> Jeez. I can't talk right now. I'm eating too much escargot. Call me later. I'm dying down here, Bobby. The walls are talking to me. Well, don't look back. <laughs> <laughs> keep walking. What do you want me to do? I ain't coming down there. <laughs> oh, you just put your head down and keep going. You know? <laughs> Eventually, we're at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, that's what I don't want to do. <laughs> if you walk in a straight line, I'll give you this run. Walk straight line back. I mean, I hope it's going to be a straight line back. <laughs> hope the walls aren't going to shift on me. Dun dun. Dun dun. That's some Harry Potter stuff right there. <laughs> the stairs sitting there just constantly. Shifting. Oh, God. <laughs> If I turn around and I literally see walls moving, I'm going to piss myself. <laughs> Most big. <laughs> that moment will be way too big. I'm going to bring a pickaxe just in case. Start mining some coal. <laughs> exactly. Go build your stairs back out. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm going to bust through that floor of that cafe you're going to be sitting in. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, that's really all I got. I, I look forward to visiting and I, I don't look forward to me going down there by myself because you're going to leave me. So Just think about this this way. You're Aaron in the situation. I'm Zach. <laughs> <laughs> so in this case, Aaron, get down there by yourself. <laughs> exactly. Go into quarantine real quick. Oh, sweet. Thanks, I'll, Bobby. I'll uh, back here watching the monitors. <laughs> Whenever you lose contact with the monitors, I'm just not going to care. Yeah. Hey, uh... Jason. Leos. Camera number three. <laughs> we can't see you. You're going to pull on that rope and it's just going to come back. It's severed. And you're like, well, he's done. I guess I'm doing this alcoholic anomalies. Thanks, Solo. Bye, Jason. I hope you find your dad. <laughs> he's back in the States, jackass. <laughs> So I'll go ahead and wrap this up. Um, 
So, like every other episode, we have a few disclaimers that we just like to like to make. So, ask you do please drink responsibly. And if you or a loved one are struggling with depression or suicidal tendencies, please call the United States National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. Help is available 24-7. Uh, we are on Instagram now at Alcoholic Anomalies. And our Twitter handle, uh, which when you're ready, it's A-L-C-A-N-O-M-A-L-I-E-S. Spelling is still hard for me. <laughs> it hasn't got any better. Uh, but again, if you or a loved one are struggling with, sui- with depression or suicidal tendencies, please call the United States National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. Help is available 24-7. Love you guys.